Que lo que? OGV episode 22. We have a great show planned for us today. We'll do our weekly recap, basically telling us how the last week was, what we did, any special activities. Uh, we have our boy, my boy, the pride of Mexico, baby, the homeland. Yep. Honest Abe answer, pulling out his first dub on tour. Um, very impressive. He deserves it. He was knocking on the door the whole time um, this past couple of years or so. Um, so great for answer. We'll talk a little bit about that. Some meltdowns that happen as well in the tournament. Uh, what tournament was it? That's the, so the, uh, Saint, the WGC Saint WGC St. Jude. Jude FedEx. Gotcha. Thank you very much. TPC yep. Southwind. Shout out TPC. Um, we have a new Warriors nickname that could stick, could not <laughs> stick. We don't know yet. Uh, we'll go over that. And then a little bit of discussion about pitchers. Pitchers are a unique breed. Cody Bellinger did an interview on starting nine um, that was very interesting, talking about Scherzer. So we want to talk a little bit about pitchers and, and just how weird they are. Uh, but first, Lex, you want to uh, give us a, a little intro to our sponsor? Sure. Yep. Golf course degenerates. I wear the hat every time. Love the hat. Love the uh, stuff that they got. I saw they got a new hat with uh, one of the cool ones, the golf ones with the little rope on top. Um, But yeah, they got a great content um, page. Their Instagram is golf course degenerates. They also make great stuff. So check them out. Our other sponsor, you want me to go over that one or do you want to handle it? Go for it. All right. Right now. All right. I'm hot. Other sponsor. um, As of last week, the Nashville stars. We got a koozie from our boy, Connor Lore, who will be on the show later today. We also both got golf towels. I'm the only one that got a koozie, um, so it's pretty special. Uh, but they're doing great stuff over there. They're shooting to have an expansion team um, in Nashville within the next – well, I can't give you a, an estimate, but in the near future. Yeah, it's awesome. Shout out to our boy, Lore. We are going to have a finale of this show, uh, the likes, which we have never seen. It is the first ever Jason draft. And let me tell you, it was electric. The sparks sparks were flying. Um, it was awesome. Super fun. Glad Lore came on. Uh, all right. Let's get started. Let's do it. recap i just wanted to let you know that i played one of the nicest courses ever i've ever seen it was very hard it was way out in the middle of butt fuck nowhere um but it was beautiful it is called Quintero golf club um i don't even know what city it's in i think maybe technically it's in peoria arizona okay but it's gorgeous it is um way out there but each hole is is pretty 
unique except for the par threes. The par threes are all like elevated. It's pretty much all the same hole, but I, I love me a good elevated par three. Love so it. I'm never going to complain about that. A lot of dog legs, very narrow. There was like three wide ass fairways and that's about it. Other than that, it's dog legs and hill shots. Um, very scenic. You got some great views up there. Um, I can't say enough about Cantero Golf Club. The only minor qualm that I have, a lot of flies. And <laughs> the way that it's built is if it's like this golf sanctuary, very quiet. Um, there's like condos on the property that I think are just specifically for people that want to golf there. So they'll, you know, take a golf trip, whatever that, that might be, um, to Arizona and then they just stay there, but it's also out in the middle of nowhere. So you can pretty much only play there. And at the golf shop, you have to drive no joke, like a mile with your golf cart just to go to the practice facility in the first tee. Dude, that's honestly one of my biggest pet peeves when you get to a course, whether it's like nice or bad, and you have to drive or haul your bag up hella far away from the course just to get to the practice facility. Like, I get it. Like, there's no more space for a driving range, but I mean, there was one time I played a course and just didn't even warm up because, like, yeah, you're going to have to walk your bag up that big hill and hit balls. I'm like, yeah, I'll just, I'll warm up on the first hole. Yeah. Like, it's, it's beautiful. It's rated as one of the best courses in Arizona. That's awesome. But it just feels like they just stopped building whatever they were building. They could probably have two go- golf courses on there. They could also probably get have some places to put in there to get amongst it. Um, <laughs> where, you know, you want people to stay on property, but you're out in the middle of nowhere. So you can't really do that, but you got to make it a resort or something. Exactly. Exactly. I felt like they just kind of just stopped building. Maybe they ran out of money. I don't know. Uh, but it's a beautiful course would recommend it would love to go back there and uh, highly recommend Cantero golf club. Let's briefly talk about your play. You texted me uh, mid round yesterday that you were, you were, you were at 26 through four. And yep. for anyone that doesn't know, you probably expect to be around like 15, 16, 17, maybe 18, but you're probably 10 over par through four holes at this point. Yeah. What, what was going on and how did you turn that around? Well, I had one white claw after the fourth hole. Um, so, yep. Yep. So that kind of helped me relax a little bit, that little head rush for the white claw. But yeah, it was, I mean, it was such an atrocious, embarrassing start. The players that I was playing with too, were really good. We were playing from the tip. So it's 7,100 yards on a really difficult course. And, uh, yeah, 26 through four holes. I, I went like, double or triple double triple double or something like that yeah maybe had a bogey mixed in there somehow i i don't know what happened and this is why golf is such a stupid game but i just love it so much it's such a toxic relationship um that i just love to be in somehow turned it around and played the best golf of my life for a span of like eight holes i just went par 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 birdie bogey par par like it was unbelievable i don't even know what happened and then i got to one hole in the back nine where i just kind of came back down to earth piped a drive and then completely chunked uh the second shot about 14 15 yards yep um and then that's when i went back to you know bogey golf maybe a par here double bogey very roller coaster-esque but 
Yeah, if I were to say point to one thing that helped me turn it around, definitely the white claw and just kind of warming up. I don't know. I mean, if you if you told me, hey, you're going to go play a you know nice golf course and you know from 7,100 yards and you're going to shoot 90, 91, 92, I'd be like, yeah, I'll take that on my first time playing a course. But the fact that you had were at 26, you know, you're over a quarter of the way there through through four holes. Um, I guess that's. I guess that's wrong. You're almost like a third of the way there. Anyway, it was I mean, terrible. I think that's I think that's pretty good. I think the fact that you scored 92 means the rest of your round, those following, you know, 14 holes are pretty damn good. So um just a testament to you to turn it around. You seem to you seem to do that. You don't let those those bad holes phase you. Yeah, the people that I played with, once again, really good. They all shot in the 70s. Um, Jesus. They think I'm a really good putter because I was for um, I don't know what happened. I was knocking down like 10 foot putts. I knocked down like four 10 foot putts yesterday. That's huge. That I have no idea how that happened. So they, I guess they think I'm a putter now. Um, I'll briefly talk about my round yesterday, super quick. And I'm going to tie it into um, some talk about the tournament. Does that work? Perfect. Okay. Apple mountain, probably my favorite course in the Sacramento region. It's up in Placerville, so it's about an hour away from downtown Sacramento. It's just up in the woods. They basically put a golf course where there shouldn't be a golf course. Um, super beautiful. It's probably like I said, it's my favorite. But I just went out there by myself. No one's out there. Got a golf court or got a golf cart, and finished the course in two hours and fifty minutes. Just played. You know, when I hit a shot and wanted to try it again, I'd hit a couple other shots, but I'd always just you know play that one ball that I started with, um, and had a great day. Shot an eighty-one, and I think that had to do. I mean, had a good day, but just with tempo, like that's my thing. If I can just walk up and hit the ball and just keep on doing that for 18 holes, I'm going to have a pretty good day. Nothing like bugs me more than when you're on a roll and then you just get stuck behind a couple like really slow groups and then you start thinking and you're not focused and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I had a really nice time out in the woods by myself for a few hours. <laughs> just to briefly chime in here. That's the continental golf course special. Um, for those that don't know, Continental Golf Course is like this little muni course that I live pretty close to, um, not just pretty close to, very close to in Scottsdale. Some of the worst pace of play you'll ever see. I've literally <laughs> never played well there. And I mean, it's, it's a fine course, whatever. It's a little muni course. Cool to play if they had good pace of play. But I've literally never played well there because there's always just a backup of four groups. I was thinking about this on my drive home. So it's an hour out, an hour back, but I played in three hours. So it's this took the same total time as if I were to go play at a course that's, you know, 10 minutes or 15 minutes away. I'm like, this is just so much more enjoyable to go out here and play by myself on this beautiful course and, you know, the middle of nowhere. Um, but kind of tying that into, you know, the Harris English and the DeChambeau meltdowns mm -hmm. of the St. Jude's Classic. Harris English said, you know, he's been crushing it all week, all week. And then they warn him. And they tell them that him and DeChambeau, of course, I'm not, why am I not surprised DeChambeau's involved in this? They need to pick up the pace on the, on the last, on the back nine. And what do they both do? They both shit the bed. Um, I don't know how much you watch of it, but can you elaborate on their, on their meltdowns at all? Yeah. With Harry E, it was the par three, both, both par threes for him. Bryson just had the one triple. I mean, I, I think he might've, you know, he certainly didn't, do anything to get back into it, but I don't. I think he just had the one big meltdown. He still hole. shot a forty-one, I think. Though, like, I feel like you'd be able to, like, even with a triple, you should be able to, like, 
mitigate for that a little bit. But well, he I mean, didn't have any birdies. That that yeah. was his issue. Okay. You, like those guys, like normally the pros, I, I've said this before, Middlecoff made a great point. Those guys will make bogeys, but then they'll also just rattle off like four or five birdies in a round. Yeah. So uh, Desham- uh, Harry English went water on one par three, then water on another par three. Both of them just not even close. Um, and then DeChambeau, water on a par three. He ended up triple bogeying. Um, just your classic back nine, Bryson. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are kind of like starting to feel bad for him because he is actually hearing it from the fans. The fans are oh, yeah. in his head 1 million percent, whether I'm sure he's never going to say that, but they absolutely are in his head. I wonder if it's, you know, maybe gone too far. He does bring a lot of it on himself. I've said it before. I don't think Bryson is a bad guy by any means. Maybe he is. I could be wrong on judgment there. I just think he's an introvert that is thrown into this extroverted world and he's just trying to master PR, but he's too socially awkward to do that. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll get back to that in a second, but DeShamo and English were 20 under and 18 under. Am I right? One and two. They're the last group. Yeah. And basically they went three, four. So that's like kind of shocking, especially for how low the course is going. Um, congrats to answer. Great win. But yeah, I think, he, I mean, I read a whole article about DeShamo today where he, at least this one reporter was just frustrated that Bryson just like, can't be like, he won't give an honest answer. Like it's okay to be like, yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm the one that's not hitting the driver well, or, you know, yeah, I had a back nine, like something's wrong. I need to figure it out. He just always has like kind of some goofy, like excuse. Like he just doesn't, like you said, he doesn't know what to say, but it's like, if, you know, maybe I think if he was just a little more honest, like, yeah, you know, this chirping is like, it's a lot. I think people would respect that more than him just like egging it on over and over again. So I don't know. I I kind of agree. But yeah, the more he talks, the more he's digging himself, like giving people more fuel to. Right. And the more he's not honest and genuine about it. Like once again, he won a tournament and just instead of he just immediately, I get you have to thank your sponsors, but like to just go right to that, that's just kind of weird. It's it, it's not relatable by any means. If he was, that would be relatable if he's like, look, guys, can you guys just cut the shit one time? This is actually annoying me. And like, this is my job. Like, I think people would kind of respect that. Yeah, I think if he said like standing that up to bullies, said that and just quit talking about it, just quit, just stop saying anything about it, it would slowly fade away. And it just, I don't know, for me, it all kind of started when he called Augusta par 67, just like, you know, Tiger Woods isn't calling Augusta par 67 just starts with like stuff like that, where they're just like these, you know, you're trying to like be competitive or say something that makes you look good, but it just kind of all like, it just, none of it quite works. Um, so I don't know. He's, he's just having meltdown after meltdown. He cannot seem to finish around, even if he plays really well, like he did for the first, you know, three rounds of this tournament. So. Yeah, completely agree. Um, answer. I could definitely see answer winning a major at some point. That's not just because he's my favorite golfer. That's well-documented. Love Abe Answer. He's just one of the best iron players in the world, flat out, whether it be long irons. Um, he could hit you know, the short irons, wedges very, very well. He can get hot with the putter. Obviously, it depends on him off the tee. That's kind of what we say about Spieth. 
um, if he's good off the tee. But answer is so consistent with his irons, man. I could see him winning a Masters just because that's the type of course Augusta is where, you know, it's it's those approach shots. It's kind of maneuvering around a course. Um, Could also see him winning a U.S. Open because that's, once again, those are those difficult approach iron shots in that you have to be precise with. Um, so I could see answer really making some noise, uh, coming up. I mean, he's 30 years old, so he's, he's in his prime right now. Um, and he's only getting better. And you called it. I mean, you've been on, you know, you've been on it on top of the answer this whole time. He's, he's been your guy. Uh, I, he kind of came on my radar around this time last year towards the, I think towards the end of the FedEx cup or whatever was going on in the golf golf world. Um, and you just kept saying it, that he's your guy. They kept talking about his irons and all of a sudden he's making a, a splash a year later. So, I mean, I, I agree with you after you've been on top or you've been, uh, watching for this past year. Um, I feel like he's only going to keep progressing. Yeah. He's played, he was in the final group, not last masters, but the one that DJ won, he was in that final grouping. With oh, DJ. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So he's, he's played well in majors. He's played well a lot. Like he's just been very, very consistent. There are some guys, you know, that we like cam champ, he's got three wins on tour, but he's also going to shoot like an 82. I don't think you see a lot of that from answer, just steady Eddie and uh, really, really happy for him. Fletcher Azul tequila. Hopefully we get some of that uh, at some point and uh, we can give him a shout out on the show. Well, I'm giving him a shout out now. That'd be epic. Yeah. We got anything else? Nope. I think that's it on the golf front. You ready to move on? Okay. Yep. Uh, Warriors Summer League. They have two guys in the lottery, Jonathan Kaminga and uh, Moses Moody, that both look like studs. Um, I know it's Summer League. It's not hard to tell when someone is really good. And maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm kind of seeing that from a shallow sense of view. I just kind of view it like it's really not hard to see someone that stands out on a field, on a court. Um, I, I don't know, in the ring. It's, it's not hard to see who's really good. And Kaminga is very good. He's got a nickname that yep. Warriors Twitter has anointed him. Cum Bucket. The Cum Bucket, baby. He is the Cum Bucket. There was one guy I saw, he already has changed his Twitter name to come bucket Stan account. Um, <laughs> the, I feel like people are pretty divided on this. I saw some of the traditional Bay area journalists, you know, that work for 95, seven and, and KMBR. They, they're not on board with come bucket. No. Where are you with come bucket? And do you see the come bucket sticking? That's pun intended. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I uh f- yeah, there's two ways that can ha- two things that can happen here. You can just probably ignore it and it'll go away, but you could also embrace it and be the cum bucket. And I think if you roll with the cum bucket and you're a guy that gets buckets, like people are gonna love that. Like that's gonna be epic. Like it's a little embarrassing, like a little bit jokey of a nickname, but if if I was the cum bucket and I was just raining threes. Dude, I'd embrace that. That's fine. Dude, I'm talking cum bucket merch, cum bucket everything. Like I am fully embracing cum bucket. Right. And it works because I mean, if you're a SpongeBob fan, it's also like the chum bucket. So there's there's that too. You know, 
Um, you could tie that into the merch. Just right. instead dude, of I would, I would a jump just, bucket, just have the cum bucket with a dude, basketball going into plankton. I mean, at, at every at every stand, you got the cum bucket, which is just your standard fries and chicken tenders in a little chum bucket that just says cum bucket. Like, right? Who wouldn't want so you to? You don't even like, like. You can go two ways with it. You could either a do a shooting sperm that's like a basketball, right? So that could be that type of cum bucket. Or if you don't want to, if you want to get your mind out of the gutter. You just do the chum bucket. Right. And who doesn't want to eat out of a cum bucket? Right. Um, and yeah, I, there, again, so there's two ways I can go. And then there's two steps. There's the Twitter sphere where anything plays like this could be popular in Twitter, but does it make it out of the Twitter sphere into the 95 seven? So the KMBR 680, you know, to the, the Warriors announcer. I know it's not Jim Barnett, but Bob Fitzgerald, does he call him the cum bucket? The cum bucket makes another one. You know, that's a little bit. It's a little far-fetched, but I, I sure hope it does. Yeah, I mean, it. if this guy does, if Kaminga doesn't want come bucket, if, if he doesn't want to be called this, you can't just keep calling someone that, especially if he's the your first pick. He's <laughs> destined to eventually be a I franchise love, player for I you. I love that it's Warriors fans that have created this nickname too. It's not like other teams, like his own right. team like has anointed him the come bucket. Well, he's playing well. So that's a big thing. I love nicknames. Come bucket is, um, it has the chance to be legendary. If it's just embraced. If this, um, if this catches on, do you see yourself getting a come bucket Jersey? Duh. Now you can't, are you, are you bold enough to get a come bucket Jersey before it really catches on just right now? See, I don't think I do that because I, I got to <laughs> see what he thinks. Like, I want him to be a warrior for life. I want the cum bucket to be part of the warriors for life. Yeah. Um, so if he doesn't like it and he's like, yeah, I'm just going to leave. What if you just requested a trade tomorrow? Can't handle the fans. Call them the Can't cum handle bucket. cum bucket. That'd be really bad for the warriors, actually. Yeah. So we'll see how this shakes out. This is kind of a story to keep an eye on his nickname. I'm waiting for, I hope a reporter asks him about it. I mean, that's good. That's a step into the, the phase two mainstream world. If a reporter asks, I, I hope they do too. Yeah. For those that are just calling, let, let's ask Kaminga what he thinks of the nickname before you guys get all on your moral high horse here, trying to not like trying to eradicate that nickname. Dude, it's 2021. The cum bucket. He might be fine with the cum bucket. I would love to be called the cum bucket if yep. I had come cum Kaminga in my name. Like that's a, honestly, it's a genius nickname, right? You wouldn't want to just be like a normal person and just your nickname be the cum bucket. Right. It, it has to tie in somehow. <laughs> to your name. You can't just be, be called cum bucket. Right. With a C. Yeah. That's no good. Anything else? No, I think we hit everything that we needed to about the cum bucket. Okay. Last thing. How long are we at here? Uh, we've been on for about 20 minutes. 20 minutes. All so right. Well, we'll quickly just hit on this. Um, I'm going to let you take the reins on this one, and then you can take it wherever you want. So pitchers the day that they pitch, even cool. though I'm the pitcher. Um, so starting nine, shout out starting nine. They had a good interview with Cody Bellinger. They were talking to him about, you know, Max Scherzer coming over to the team from the Washington Nationals. And, you know, they were 
talking to Cody Bellinger and he's like, yeah, I don't know like what to do on his start days. Do I just like avoid him? Do I say hi? Like, do I treat it like normal? Um, and I just think that's hilarious because you pretty much have two polar opposite players. You have Max Scherzer, who's like the guy that looks like he's foaming at the mouth when he's pitching. And then you have Cody Bellinger who just looks like he's high in his, in his own like world out there. And like, that's the guy, like those two guys are the guys that we're talking about. Um, so I actually don't know what the correct answer is for that particular situation, but I wanted to ask you as a pitcher, I never really thought about this. I'm sure I just treated you as I would any other day when you were starting, but did you treat your start, you know, your pregame routine on your start days any differently than any of the other days? See, I always wonder this with big leaguers because when I was going through puberty, so high school, very, very emo, just, I don't know what if it was my hormones, whatever, very, very emo on start days. You could ask Blake and Gorg about that. Took it very seriously, took it almost too seriously. Uh, whereas just, I tried to get way too hyped up and focus and would take a bunch of Advil, couldn't feel my arm. <laughs> um, so I was going through like big time adjustment period there. Then once I got to college, you know, I would be definitely more focused, like definitely focused, but I would just be very relaxed. Like it, I was just more actually mellow than I would be on a non-start day, non-pitching days, completely different human. Right. Obviously would take my work seriously, get that shit done, get in the weight room, do whatever I needed to do. All I was focused on when I wasn't pitching on days and like after I'd gotten all my stuff done was just keeping everyone loose, just being outgoing, whatever. The only thing I, I focus on was uh, not missing a pitch. My favorite coach ever used to tell me, I don't give a fuck what you do in the dugout. Just don't miss a pitch. So I tried to take that with me every time I was a mega, mega slapdick would untuck shirts would untie shoes just to, you know, keep the flow of the game. I would also give pointer or two here, there, if I saw something. Yeah. But then the days that I pitched, I was just more like mellowed out. Um, and then obviously when I'd come in the dugout, I'm not, you know, I'm just sitting down, not really talk to the catcher after an inning or the pitching coach after an inning, but I guess I was just more mellow as opposed to high school when I was, very very uptight and i see that more so in pro ball where guys are just kind of more mellowed out when they when they start games and they're not they're not talking as much so they are focused but they're not like this fucking macho man don't talk to me or i'm gonna fucking bitch slap you type mood yeah i don't know if it's like a like a coming of age thing. Like if you just start to learn that as you get older, or if it's just kind of the era that we played in when we were in high school, like growing up, like I remember like, you know, high school and then early college, you know, putting on my headphones or putting on my earbuds and, you know, listening to some like, you know, whatever stuff that's just like trying to motivate me where towards the end, I was just trying to like make it like any other normal day. And I don't know if that's like how it was. And I just didn't realize it or if, you know, pitchers were and players were always just more mellow. Um, but I think that's the way you have to be over 162 games. Like you can't be like that fiery guy the entire season, even if you're a starter, cause you're still going to start 40 games. If you're healthy, maybe more. Um, but then there's the extremes too. Like if you, 
remember like John Schmoltz and that, that those guys would bring their clubs every single where every single mm-hmm. location they went and they're playing a full 18, not giving a shit about what, you know, just showing up to the park at the time they have to be there and just watching the game. But on their start days, I'm sure they were more locked in. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Sure I've seen, cool. I've seen like, I've seen it all. I've seen some guys be dicks on their start days. I've been a dick on my start day. Um, but I, I just think that being mellow and going about it, like it's any other game is the way to go. Yeah. I mean, I think you're trying to actually like regulate, you know, if you want to go deeper into it, you're trying to regulate your heart rate. You're trying to regulate, you know, your emotions, your thinking. And so like getting yourself hype up for a game, like maybe, I don't know if you're a closer, if you play a sport where you're going in for like spurts and stuff like that, that makes sense. But for, you know, a long game, you don't want to like blow gas your, your gas, yeah, blow your load, gas yourselves out hype yourself up or, you know, take so much Advil, you can't feel your arm or, you know, so hyped up, you can't even focus on what you're doing or you can't, you know, remember signs and shit like that. Um, I don't know. Something I've kind of thought about as I've gotten older, which I implemented more as a player, because I certainly was, you know, at times that guy or too focused or too um, like worried about what was going on. Right. And I think you become more comfortable, like with your routine, like when you're, when I'm in high school, like I'm still figuring out what, works best for me so i'm uptight in that sense of like i still am trying to figure out my own routine so technically i don't really have like this set routine so if something else throws me off then that makes me even more uptight by the time i was in pro ball it's like i pretty much knew all right like start throwing start stretching about 40 minutes before give myself a little break i always wanted you know five minutes after my pregame bullpen just to kind of settle down drink some water um, and, and rest a little bit before I went back out there. Um, So that was like, I was more just at peace with the routine. Whereas, um, and I think you see that in the big leagues guys that are just kind of chill on their start days rather than uptight because they're, they're so programmed with their routine. It's just like clockwork for them. Yeah. I was, so that, you know, that would, I, Blah, whatever but i just saw that and it um it piqued my interest i was kind of curious as to what you had to say i'd be curious as to what max scherzer has to say because he sure seems like a guy that's like locked in and fiery but maybe he's just a guy that's just quiet but doesn't want people to talk to him i'm curious to see if there are guys out there that just like treat it like a normal day like they're down to talk to their players and you mm-hmm. know, teammates and stuff like that but i mean i can't really see like jacob Degrom just like buddying up with guys on the on the bench before the game like i i can't see that but maybe there's guys yeah. out there like that yeah, I also liked when catchers uh, on mound visits, they would just ask me what we we're doing tonight or what I was having for dinner, just get my mind off the the game. Yeah. All right. Let's uh let's get to the Jason draft. Sounds good. Jason draft. Hope you guys enjoy. Uh follow us on Instagram, OGV underscore golf at Orazo3 and follow me on Twitter at Orazo. Yep. Catch us anywhere where you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify. Uh, there's probably more platforms that I don't know about. Um, if you want to listen to us and not watch us, uh, my own Instagram is at Alex Eagear if you want to see some personal content. But really looking forward to this Jason draft with our boy Connor Lore. It's electric. Thanks for tuning in and uh, like and subscribe. The time has come. The time has actually come. Um, we didn't even talk about this on the last vlog. This was just kind of an idea thrown at us. 
Um, I take credit for this idea, by the way. No. Whose idea was it? It was definitely Lore's. No, in the group chat. This is my baby. No, in the group chat, the Sacktown group chat, we were like, what's the theme of the par? Like, what is there? Someone said, is there a theme? And I said, everyone has to dress as a Jason. There's no way you didn't take that idea from that. No, this was my idea. I made this an was Instagram definitely story Lars. months ago. <laughs> what? Is that true? Facts. All right. Has anyone that... ever done a Jason draft before? Are we the first to do it? Have you ever seen any I show? I been a, a Joe draft, draft maybe once or twice. Question. Is there a better draft with a different name than Jason? Trevor? <laughs> definitely not Trevor. I think there's not that many cool Trevors. Um, John's. John, Ryan, Ricky, Joe, Ricky, a lot Ricky, of good Rickies what? out there. Ricky Williams. Oh, yeah, the, the dick draft. Oh, my God. <laughs> Richards and dicks. <laughs> All right. Bears. Anyway, the Jason draft. It's time. We have brought in a special guest to participate in the Jason draft. He is uh, currently working for the Nashville Stars. He sent us some cool gear. Sent Lex a koozie, didn't send me a koozie. Um, but it's Connor Lore, college teammate, legend of the game. Uh, Connor, before we get into the Jason draft, why don't you give us like a brief summary of what you're doing with the Nashville Stars? Hey, guys. Uh, longtime listener, first-time guest. Um, <laughs> just want to say thanks for having me. <laughs> I've always wanted to say that. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, so yeah, Nashville Stars. We're trying to bring Major League Baseball to Nashville. Um, I am recently joined the group, and uh, we're going to be presenting in the next year uh, for the expansion rights. So follow us on all socials at Nashville Stars Baseball, and you know help us get this thing moving. Do you want to plug your social? You can uh, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at, at ConnorLore underscore thirty three. Okay. Yeah, we'll yep. get you some followers for Can sure. I just ask a quick, serious question about that? The Instagram? No, about the Nashville Stars. <laughs> Instagram. Are we talking an expansion team? Or are we talking a team moving or either? We are presenting for expansion rights because expansion rights would allow us to continue to build our brand, which is the Nashville Stars, but we are open to relocation. And at that point, you the team would not be the Nashville Stars. They'd be likely whatever team that they likely but i mean you never know like they could keep the same name or it could be you know just for an example like when the houston oilers moved to tennessee became a tennessee titan so they could change to us i mean i don't really know that's not really my decision but who knows cool that's interesting and you want to be you gave us this idea not lex for the jason draft (laughs) how long have you been studying jason's and uh how does this kind of tie into your line of work uh (laughs) um this is actually my fourth year uh studying jason's uh i'm in a uh like an accelerated mjd medical jason doctorate program so interesting i'm pretty pretty knowledgeable on the subject and this ties in is uh obviously we want to draft the best jason for the nashville stars whether it be the gm or the coach so yeah we'll see we'll see about your jason knowledge we'll see who has the best five all right, draft order. Um, it is my show. I'll have one one. So my scouts have been honestly just not sleeping, um, just grinding coffee every day, just getting our big board together of all of our Jasons. Um, it's set. 
you know, there's was a little bit of rift yesterday in the front office, figuring out who's going to go one, one. Um, but this morning I woke up being the head haunch of this front office and, uh, you know, I made my decision. Lore, you're going to go second. Lex, because it. you're wearing a Kansas City Chiefs shirt, you will go third. Is it a shirtsy? It's a it's a jersey. It's a Mahomes jersey. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Typical. Jackson? Definitely not Jackson. It's, it's Patrick. This is Patrick. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So should we get started, guys? Let's rip it. Quick question. Right. Is this a snake draft? I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's got to be snake, right? I didn't know this was a snake draft. You, you guys texted it was snake. You don't get picks one and four. No, no. This is a snake draft. You texted it. snake draft. Fuck it. Fine. All right, Whatever. Snake draft. Snake draft. Your world, I guess. This is what you get for getting the last pick. Let's and we're in a Mahomes. Go. Jackson Let's. Mahomes jersey. Bang. Okay. So the Razos are on the clock then. The Razos are on the clock. Turned in our pick with... The first overall pick in the Jason draft, <laughs> the Razos, the Orlandos, they select Jason Derulo. I Jason knew Derulo, do that. That was R&B one, singer too. out of Florida. I got to tell you, this was a really difficult pick. Like I said yesterday, there was a rift in the front office. I kind of was having a change of heart um, with Jason Bourne. Uh, just because like, it, you know, that, that guy does it all, but you look at Jason Derulo's resume. It's not just, it didn't just start at what you say. I'm pretty sure he won an Apollo competition. Um, when he was younger, he's been writing songs for Lil Wayne, uh, all the big names. TikTok so God. He's a TikTok God. And, and he's the cats movie, the cats movie, which got <laughs> horrible reviews. And last things last, um, the guy's got an absolute piece. Have you seen that picture that he posted a while ago on Instagram? Well, did, you know, did you know that they had to CGI edit it out in Cats? Like it was His so dog. big in the green. Yeah. yeah. They had to <laughs> the like cat. CGI remove it. The cat just had a weapon. Oh my God. That would have been hilarious. Cats <laughs> out of the bag. All right. Uh, Jason Derulo. One Off one. the board. Off that's the board. That's just a good pick. You know, you, that's a great pick. He's a, this was as if like Anthony Davis and Zion are in the same class. You just couldn't go wrong with one, one. Okay. You know, now that I'm on the clock, um, I'm going to have to follow a similar suit with, um, an artist. You may know him. Um, Connor Lore will now select Jason Mraz. Wow. <laughs> That's wow. your first pick. That's a shocker. That's a shocker. All right. Go into your reasoning. Why is, uh, Jay Mraz. I mean, let's just be, you know, the most famous Jason. The guy's performed countless shows out on the road. One hit wonder. Yeah, but I'm yours, baby. Two all words, it, one That's meaning. all you have to say. That's all it needs. And wow. he hangs out with Kobe Collet. So. Who's that? She seems bubbly. I have no idea who that is. You've never heard that song. I'm I'm sure I have. Maybe it's one of those it songs starts that to rings. my toes, then goes to my nose. No, I know head, shoulders, knees, and toes, but yikes, not no, that's what I call fucking yikes. Maybe not that one. Uh, oh man! All right, so a shocker. Definitely the pundits, the talking heads are going to be Jason Mraz. Better uh, live up to his number two overall pick. 
All right. Pick three. I can't believe I'm getting this guy at number three. We're taking Jesus Christ. It's Jason Bourne. <laughs> I thought you were literally taking Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus that Christ. Had me some for a second. Was he, was, J- like, was he a Jason? Jason, Jason Bourne Jesus. played by Matt Damon. Um, pretty cool. There are five Bourne movies. Honestly, they all blend together. Couldn't really tell you what happens in any of them. Um, but there is the one famous Vine clip where it's just the guy that goes, Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne, which actually isn't even in any of the movies. It's just a put together clip so that they had that for the trailer. So honestly, I like the trailer more than the movies. Pick three, Jason Bourne. It actually is in the movies. It's no, in it's, the Bourne. No, it's in the Bourne supremacy. No, it, they say it's Jason Bourne. There is no one line in the entire Bourne series that says Jesus Christ. That's Jason Bourne. I guess. Wow, so they it. never once take the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> they probably do, but not in that exact sentence. Yeah, it's mm. definitely not. Pretty sure it's rated R. Okay. Uh, now loving the snake draft. Wow, the world's my oyster. Okay, um, we are gonna take. Um, Jason Williams, white chocolate mm. from the Sacramento Kings. Got to write that down. If yeah, you, I'm crossing people off my board. As yeah, I'll be, here. I'll be quick. But if you don't know who Jason Williams is, go on YouTube and type in Jason Williams or white chocolate, and you will see some of the craziest dimes passes you've ever seen behind the back elbow passes. These are in NBA games, by the way. Um, and just a representative of Sacramento, Sacktown, baby. All right, that's my, uh, that's pick number four. Now, I'm kind of looking at this, I'm getting kind of shafted. I just did one pick. Jason Williams, like, did you think you're reaching a little bit here? Do you think that you could have got him later? Is this one of those yes. scenarios that, hey, I'm just going to go up and draft my guy? My scouts Panic like draft. him. It's, or you panicked. No, no, he's one of my guys. He might be a reach, but I wanted him. So I took him. And honestly, after I saw Connor draft Jason Raz, I figured we're just picking who we want. There's no thought or strategy. You just pick who you want when they're available. So, okay. He was going to be in my top probably. He was going to be round two through four. I took him at round two. You had him. Yeah, that was your grade on him. <laughs> yeah, he was going to be a round two through four guy. Okay. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. Well, now that I'm back on the clock, um, I'm going to go with a, a nice, easy, safe pick. Jason Statham. Mm. There we go. The transporter. I mean, yeah. just muscle, mass, and mean. What yeah, is going to be the, the front three runner. Hours. The three. How would you, um, how would you rank him in Fast and Furious? Out of all the characters, what rank is he? He's Jason Hobbs. Statham? He's Hobbs. Oh, Hobbs. Um. Four. You're talking about three. There's only three better characters than Hobbs. I mean, Toretto, or Paul Walker, Toretto, and And The Rock. And Luda. (laughs) 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 Honestly, I'd have to agree. I I like Jason Statham more than The Rock. He is a, yeah, Yeah, for sure. He's way more badass. If you look at his body of work, too, I mean, Italian Job, Handsome Rob. Good movie. That's another great one. Um, yeah, he can do it all. Him and Jason Bourne are uh, like on my top Who'd, three. Jason Bourne J- and Jason Statham going at it. Like if they're if we're picking these guys Jason for Statham. like an athletic event or for like a fight or something, like Jason Bourne and Jason Statham are like your guys. Yeah. All right. Is it my turn? Yeah, we're back to you for round two. Do or I have for, two picks? You have two picks. Oh That's fuck bullshit. yeah! 
See, I, right. the snake works well for both of us. Laura's the one that gets fucked. Laura's just in the middle of a sandwich. It's my idea, oh, you know. OGV sandwich, just baby. Jason sandwich. <laughs> That's close. a lot of Jasons in this sandwich. Okay. Um, all right. So since I have two picks, kind of like you guys just going up, drafting your guys. This was someone that my scouts were on late. Um, just shot up my draft board. And uh, Bay Area guy with uh, my second pick. Uh, the Orlandos are taking combo guard out of Richmond High School, Jason Lyle. Who Jason the fuck Lyle is Jason no Lyle. That is. You don't know who Jason Lyle is? That's nope. what I'm saying. He was an unknown. And yeah, then he shot up draft him, board. You could have picked him in the fifth round because Channing, Channing Tatum and Coach Carter. Have you ever oh. seen that? <laughs> yes, oh, God. this ain't okay, the track yeah. team, Coach, nor <laughs> okay. is it the debate team, Mr. Lyle. <laughs> oh that's good yeah combo guard can guard all five positions um and he's just yeah he's a glue guy he's a glue guy jason that is um he's someone that you really want on your team and in your locker room my next jason um with the third pick uh, for the orlandos the orlandos select out of west covina california 50 years old the Giambino. Damn it. That was my pick. Jason Giambi. The Sultan of SWAT. The Sultan of everything. Um, the Giambino. <laughs> everyone loves him. Guy just hits nukes. And uh, he's freaking jacked. So he provides some muscle on my team. Jason Lyles in high school. And uh, Derulo. He's just, he's a lover. He's not a fighter. So we need some beef. We need some muscle. Jason Giambi. Welcome That's to the team. Pick. Great pick. That's a good pick. Damn it. Hmm. Okay. Now I'm, I'm debating. Still got some time on the clock. I'm debating between two picks. Two Jasons. Two Jasons. I, I know who you're going to pick. Stuck between a rock and a Jason, you know? <laughs> Shut up. I'm going to say your pick exactly as you say it. I know. Okay. You know, just for that, no, maybe a gonna... little reach. I'm not going to say around. Jason Harrow, a.k.a. Cardinal Official. Are no you serious? No way. Shut wow. up. A shocker. A shocker Wait, in the I'm looking round. this up. I'm looking this up. Oh, wow, my you, God. You stole one from Orlando right there. If he knew that, Holy that was shit. second pick. Jason Cardinal Harrow. Official, huh? Holy shit, Jason How is Harrow. he not in my Jason ranking? Dude, how does he not come up when you type in famous Jasons? Oh, you did you see that list? Deep in the web. I mean, I checked out. I checked a bunch of lists, but this is as Jason Drew Harrow, better known by his stage name Cardinal Official, as a Canadian rapper. Also, didn't know he's Canadian. Wow, he's also forty-five. Twofer. That's a two for. I'm international. That's just showing. You said you were an MJD. That you're showing it off right now. He's from the six. He's the original Drake. Dude, what a pick. wow! That's a good pick. Damn. Not a reach a at bombshell all. Bombshell in round three. <laughs> Holy shit. Do you have anything else you want to say about Cardinal Official? Fame, favorite song? I really only know more. one song. Uh, what's that one song by Cardinal Dangerous. Official? Dangerous. Dangerous. That's right. with, yeah, with the goat. Akon. Yeah, with the goat. Damn, I name? literally found two different lists of fictional Jasons and real life Jasons. <laughs> <laughs> and Cardinal Official was not on any of these lists. Damn, great job. Great job. Holy boy. shit. You have a hilarious three right now. Jason Mraz, Jason Statham, and Jason Harrow, a.k.a. Cardinal Official. <laughs> yeah, just Cardinal Official. 
<laughs> all right wow the board is wide open we weren't really going for like the top like jason's which i love all right um what do i need in my lineup <laughs> all right i know who i'm taking uh, pick number three uh he's from the we believe warriors mm. one of the all-time greats i'm pretty sure 2003 and 2004 dunk contest champion again if you're looking for more you know youtube highlights look up jason richardson dunk contest um, cause that's my pick Jason Richardson. That's a good pick. That's a really good pick. I feel I like a safe pick. That's a safe pick. I actually have a signed Jersey by Jason Richardson. It's a conservative pick on your part. God, the world's my oyster. I feel like I can't just take all athletes. Okay. I'm not going to take Jason kid. It would be cool to have two point guards on your team. But I'm going to pass. Um, okay. I'm going to take just cause I need this on my team. Jason Momoa. I don't know what else he's in besides Aquaman. He is Aquaman. Oh, he's in uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, he's, he's Cal uh, Drago. Dude, I'm sorry, but I've only seen three episodes of Game of Thrones. So Season one? Yeah, season one. Oh, then he's you probably saw Jason Manoa. Oh, wait, is it Manoa or Momoa? Oh, Momoa. I don't know. Well, he's Jason. Yeah. Anyway, he's a Jason. I'm not super familiar with this Jason, but I wanted him because he's Aquaman. So we got Aquaman. You got Cardinal official. I got Aquaman. He's in that one pretty funny commercial too, where uh, I think it was like Super Bowl. Yeah, skinny. Yeah, Super Bowl commercial. I think. Yeah. Good pick. Um, Not really related, but um, Vinny Chase is probably a better Aquaman than Jason Momoa. But we'll take Jason Momoa. Yeah, I don't think I. I think I refuse to just watch the Aquaman because I'm like I've already seen it. I wish they would just make Aquaman with Vinny Chase. I could see what he what he did. That'd be cool. All right, Laura, round four. Round four. Jason draft. Jason draft. Damn, I kind of wish this was like a 10-round Jason draft. Jason draft is going to drop another bombshell. Holy shit. As my fourth pick, I'm taking Jason Isaacs, or okay. better known as the actor who plays Lucius Malfoy in the Harry Potter oh, series. Oh, I did see that. I did I see that. Him. I like that one. You know, yep. I, I got a lot of good. I need a little bit of bad, you know? Everyone Dude. needs a villain on their team, an enforcer. I mean, if you've been to Azkaban, if you've been to Azkaban, that's a guy you want on your team. Yeah, he's seen the streets. That's for sure. He's super well connected too with like local wizard politicians. So the guy just (laughs) kind of works his way up there. Um, You want a finesser, smooth talker. Yeah. Got to have a politician. You got to have a snake, you know, somewhere. And he's got great hair. So his hair is actually kind of, kind of gross, but. Lex, your hair is gross. I mean, sure, but his is just his is a straight point. No, I'm kind of sweaty. Jason Draft got you sweating. No, I worked out before this. Sorry about it. The same. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ward or Razo, finishing round four and starting round five of the last round. You got two (laughs) picks. Holy cow! I I love these picks. All right. Well, with my pick, I got to go with another Bay Area guy. He goes close to my heart. Um, right-handed pitcher, Jason Schmidt. Yep. Jason Schmidt. Uh, he won a Cy Young with the giants. He was part of the, you know, the bonds era. So obviously holds close to my heart. Big Jason Schmidt guy can throw all four pitches, uh, pretty good command. I think he lives in Scottsdale now too. So he doesn't have to travel far to be on my team of Jason's. Um, so I, I really like Jason Schmidt, had him on the board. Happy. I got him. 
Uh, my next one, and now I just kind of feel bad, but damn, actually, now I'm conflicted who I want. Shit. <laughs> your last, it's your last Jason. You're this down is my last Jason. Jason. I'm down to my last Jason. Holy um, shit. You know, I, I'm going to reach here, but um, this guy, he's won a few three-point contests. He is actually from Long Beach, California. Kim? Another combo guard, Jason Capono. I don't know if you guys remember Jason Capono. He no. won the three point. He's basically Steph Curry before Steph Curry. Um, okay. He kept winning three point contests after three point contests, would lead the league in uh, three point percentage. He played for one, two, three, four, five, six different NBA teams in addition to. Panathinaikos, Panathinaikos in Greece. Um, so I got J- uh, Jason Capono. He's an NBA champion. He also won the Greek Cup. Interesting. And not to be confused with Apollo Anton Ono, the speed skater from the United States. Mm-hmm. Or this is my last and final Jason. This is yes. your final Jason. So choose your Jason wisely. Oh man just so much pressure you know like super smash bros just like choose your jason and it's just 15 or 25 (laughs) jasons that you get to choose from so many jasons can you imagine like everyone's like panicking (laughs) jason smash bros just a bunch of jason fuck it's jason derulo versus (laughs) versus jason lyles (laughs) channing tatum just comes out of nowhere Channing Tatum in a in a Richmond High jersey versus Jason Derulo just singing like solo the whole time no, in his underwear with his big piece <laughs> and then just Malfoy comes in just oh my. on a broom. Malfoy would be one of the best. Malfoy be a good character. Yeah, Cardinal okay. just freaking screaming into the microphone, Jigglypuff style. All right, let's rip it, Lore. Okay, my last pick. Damn. I'm trying to think, you know, I got a pretty good what do I need is the real question, you know. You need a Jason. I have the enforcer, have the bad guy. I have some musical talent, of course. I have a couple musical talents. You need an athlete. Oh, I do need an athlete. I can't wait to go over some of the undrafted Jasons that just got snubbed. Yeah, who got snubbed. I think for for my last pick, I'm gonna take uh, my athlete. Uh, Jason Duffner. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, we are a golf vlog after all. So, got to pay homage, as the right. friends say. Didn't want to take Jason Day, maybe the better of the two golfers. Mm. Or Jason. You know, sometimes, Alex, it's not, <laughs> not always about being the best. Yeah, I can tell based on your Jason draft. <laughs> Either way, I like Jason Day. Um, you guys immediately, if we're doing like a golf competition with our Jasons, you immediately catapult to the top just because you have Duffner now. Yep. Yep. That also would be really funny if you didn't know like what we were drafting for. And then you told us after what the draft was for. And it's like, I don't know. Discus. <laughs> what Olympic event is it? Escape rock climbing. Room. Fuck. I know Jason Derulo can't rock climb for shit. Could you, could you imagine all of our Jasons? <laughs> In an escape room, just Jason Derulo, just working with Jason Schmidt, Giambi. They're all, they're all singing their songs at the same time. 
can't believe oh you didn't pick God. Jason. I can't believe you didn't pick Jason Aldean more. I thought you were for sure gonna pick Aldean. No, that's the that's the safe. Too mainstream. Yeah. All right. So I get the last pick. I saved this guy. I knew no one was gonna pick him. Um, my last pick is Jay Sean, the guy that sings "Down," one of the greatest songs of our generation. Um, I knew this was gonna cause some controversy, but what's a Jason draft without some controversy? So I don't want to hear it. It's Jay Sean. What do you mean you don't want to hear it? <laughs> Jay it's Sean. There's only, there's only one song you need to know. It's down and it's fire. And you should probably play it, you know, if you haven't listened to it in a while. That's it. Jay Sean, last pick. How did you figure he was a Jason? Dude, Jay Sean is not Jay Song. Jay, say Jay Sean out loud. Fast. Jay Sean. Jay Sean. That's, that's Jason. That's that just Jason. sounds like someone has a speech impediment. Dude, don't discriminate people with speech impediments. <clears throat> Whoa, Lex. Lex, are you really going to bring a speech impediment? All right, Jesus Christ. Jason, Jay Sean, I guess. I guess it's okay to just... Yeah, I'm just making everything up now. You got Jason Bourne also? That's kind of controversial because you not want to know what his real name in the movie is? David Webb. Jesus Christ. It's not, <laughs> it's not actually Jason Bourne. Dude, so stop. you have if two controversial Jason. Jasons. I, I have the best. If we were playing basketball, oh my god, we'd be firing. We might need to call in Mike Pereira uh, to take a look at your Jasons. And see All right, well, we can talk about our honorable mentions and whatever. If I have to switch, I'll switch, but I'm not going to. Okay, is that it? That's it. We got through five rounds. Wow. Do you want? To, do you want does everyone want to quickly list their five and then and then we'll move on to some honorable okay. mentions? Laura, go ahead and go first. Jason Mraz, Jason Statham, Jason Harrow, a.k.a. Cardinal Official Goat, Jason Isaacs, a.k.a. Lucius Malfoy, and Jason Duffner. Great. Razo? I have... Oh, God. Who do I have? Um, Jason Derulo, 1-1. Jason Schmidt. Jason Lyle, um, Richmond High combo guard. Jason Giambi, former Yankees A's slugger. And Jason Capono. And my five were, um, Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne is my first one. Jason Williams, a.k.a. White Chocolate. Jason Richardson, um, possibly caused the demise of the Suns by having a kid with Steve Nash's wife. Um, crazy story, another one to look up, but a great dunker and a great warrior, Jason Momoa, uh, Aquaman, and then Jay Sean, the one hit wonder <coughs> of down. Yeah. Your team is controversial. All right. That is for sure. <laughs> hmm. That's that's true. Interesting. Well, we got any, uh, honorable mentions. I completely disregarded this part. We have eight minutes and, <laughs> And 45 seconds left because I don't have uh, Zoom premium. Uh, and when you have three people, I guess it gives you a time limit. So oh, that's, I, that's perfect. We got to wrap it up in that amount of time anyway. Well, yeah. I think, okay, so some honorable mentions. Jason Kidd, of course, have yep. to keep him on there. Jason Aldean was mentioned. And can't forget coach Jason Garrett. So He's a he disqualified coach. himself. Because he wanted people to call him coach. So, it's so coach he's Kidd. no longer, yeah. a, it's, he's no longer Jason. He would be in the coach draft. Yeah, That's, exactly. I also had uh, the lead singer of Lifehouse. Is Jason <laughs> I saw that. Really Wait, good. who is that? 
Lifehouse. I don't know. No, I Jason. know Lifehouse, but who's what's his name? Jason. Jason. Oh. Jay Wade. Um, Jay Wade. Uh, a couple of my honorable mentions. Um, Red Sox legend Jason Baratek. I know we talked about that. Um, Jason Witten, player, then announcer, then back to player. Would have been nice to have on your team, Dallas Cowboy. Who else did I have on here? Um, oh, pff, Jason from Friday the 13th would have been a super pick for your team if it was like a death match Jason or some shit. Voorhees. Um, that's all I'm going to mention. Those are a couple honorable mentions I was thinking about. See, that guy's a dick, Jason, Jason. Voorhees. Isn't that Jason X, the murderer? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just know him as Jason. Yeah, right. the Jason mask. Yeah, I mean, that guy's just an asshole. He's no um, fun. That's not chemistry for sure. Don't right. go camping with that guy, for sure. Terrible locker room Team guy. camping trip. He just kills your entire team of Jason. <laughs> like, if Fuck, we did Jason? the escape room, if we did the escape room, Jason would you just You never get out. You don't get past the first little maze. Kill everyone, yeah. He would <laughs> oh, be good no, in Jason escape. Smash Bros, though. Oh, you know, dude, he'd just be fucking that. knifing. All right, who, any honorable mentions, Orlando? Yeah, I got Jason Pierre-Paul. Uh, JPP. Oh, God, yeah. that didn't come up. Three finger JPP. Three finger JPP. I, I, it was between him and Jason Capono. Um, I just Dude, sh- I wanted shooters. You panicked. You should have taken JPP. <clears throat> um, Jason Bay. Oh, that's a good one. Jason Bay. He had a pretty good run with the Red Sox and, and Pirates, Pirates, I believe. Yeah. Um, one that we, I'm really surprised on this one Jason Sudeikis. I had. Right? I mean, He's and Jason there. Bateman and Jason Seagal. I mean, Seagal from... I think uh, it's Jason Siegel. I think you're thinking of Steven Seagal. Oh, like shit. The martial you're, artist. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Jason, Jason Siegel. What's the movie that he's in with Mila Kunis again? Uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, and you just got Jason Siegel on your team just fucking puppeteering on the bench. That'd be Dracula great. musical. <laughs> That's another singer to add. Damn. Dude, seriously. One hey, actor. I've had a funny one that would have been a... Is Jason Gold? He was a uh, original robber baron in the Gilded Age of the 1850s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I started looking up historical Jasons. I had Jason and the Argonauts um, under my. I don't know, Lex. You're not really big history. You know, are you familiar with Jason and the Argonauts? No, yeah, but I'm looking up historical Jasons right now. So Shut this guy, I, this guy was shooting up my draft board as I'm reading his Wikipedia. Basically, this guy and his army went on a journey. Hercules was with him. Oh, are you and sure he went on Hermes? A... What did you just say? <laughs> I said, are you sure it's not Hermes? Oh, with an M. Okay. <laughs> um, no, it's it's Jason and the Argonauts. Okay. Anyway, they went on this journey. They went to an island of just all females, and I guess they just reproduced him and his crew. Like they just met up and they partied with these females. That's how his kids were born. That's like a fun guy, Jason. That's like morale. Right. No, he's he's a he was a good Jason, and then he made he did some betrayal and like died alone. So it wasn't Ooh, yeah, it was nice. a tough tough break for Jason and the Argonauts. So that's why I took him off my board. Can't have that in my locker room. But that's a historical Jason that I looked up. Yep. Um. Yeah, that's all the honorable mentions I had. Yeah, this was um, yeah, just a good draft right there. This was beautiful. I yeah. hope people like this. This was like 25 minutes of just all Jason talk. So I hope, I mean, I could listen to this all day. Yeah, this was incredible, honestly. Um, let's do it again. We got to have some sort of other draft that may, yep. doesn't even have to be names. It could be no, like the extinct situation. animal, extinct Ooh, animal draft. Yep. That's a good one. I really, I was thinking about that um, today, actually. I was looking up extinct animals. 
because I was thinking about give me your top two right now. Well, I was I saw this gigantic pig, like this <laughs> huge, huge boar on Twitter. And I was like, man, I wonder what those ribs must taste like. That guy's I would love to smoke that thing. You're not tasting that guy's ribs. He's eating your ribs, buddy. Well, not if you have like a pack of hunters. Thing. Yeah, well, you can't hunt me now. Um, and then Megalodon. <laughs> what did you just say? Megalodon. <laughs> Are you what are you are you the saying? Meg, are you saying Megalodon? Dude, oh my god, get <laughs> your mind. I can't believe you went right to that. Loch Ness monster up there as well. Yeah, that's never when been you, when, when, <laughs> yeah. unicorn <laughs> dragons, leprechauns, you know. Yeah. Yo, yeah. what this is just holidays. <laughs> yeah, I really holidays? miss those those leprechauns. Yeah, what? All right, we'll have to come up with Santa. another what? <laughs> We'll have to come up with another category that's that's really creative and funny, but I think Jason's turned out like outstanding. Yeah, this went better than I thought it was going to go, and I thought it was going to go very well. So, Laura, well, I appreciate you guys job. having me on. Look forward to an, another draft. Um, I'll get my big board ready next time. Sweet, you can be awesome, an official yeah. official draft guy. Anytime we have any sort of draft, you just hop in the Zoom and and yeah. draft with us. Done, Laura Kuiper. Yeah. <laughs> Laura Kuyper Jr. in this big board, just constantly Adam wrong. Connor Schefter, <laughs> Kuyper. All right. Thanks for watching. Subscribe. Love you guys. Thanks, guys.